Hi, Lucas. How's it going? <laughs> How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Are you? I'm good. I've just been doing some research and it is so complicated, isn't it, Fungus? <laughs> it is incredibly complicated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for joining the podcast. I'm going to kick off straight away uh, with cordyceps. I know that's something that is topical at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so cordyceps, that's a, a type of fungus that is is it predominantly car- uh, parasitic in its nature. How does it work? Yeah, it can only really live on um, it, on, on insects. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a parasite of insects. It'll infect them um, when they're adult. Um, and then um, uh, when... Uh, so particularly moths, the, the classic one is the Chinese one that, that lives on moth caterpillars underground. Then when they burrow underground to turn into pupae, the, the, the fungus basically then consumes all of the body of the insect and uh, sends up a little spike into the uh, above the ground to release its spores and in fact the next generation. Um, but but like a lot of fungi, they kind of have like multiple parts of the life cycle as well. So in some species, they'll um, you know close relatives like live as um, endophytes inside grasses. So the idea is that possibly the um, uh, that's how they kind of evolve to to feed on the the insects. So the insects were eating the grass, yeah. they kind of got into the body of the insect that way, and eventually they they kind of adapted to the to the life of a sort of parasite feeding on on insects instead am i right in saying cordyceps it is uh, there's like different varieties we're talking like hundreds of different types of, of cordyceps and they all kind of have a slightly different um i don't know how you describe it parasitic nature to them um i know we there's a lot of um information about zombie ants and how they mm, get infected mm. could you explain a little bit about how uh the fungus works in in turning these ants into zombies yeah, so one one of the the things that sort of fascinated people a lot is how the the fungi affect the, the different organisms' behaviour. Um, so find that with with a whole bunch of different parasites as well, but like particularly for the for the fungi um, that affect the ants, uh, what they do is that they make the the ants try to sort of go towards the light and climb as high as possible, um, so that it does something to their brains or yeah and, and alters their behaviour so that um, yeah normally an ant kind of hides away in the undergrowth crawling around, but yeah when they're, once they're infected by the fungi fungus something happens to them and they're like yes must climb climb up and towards the light and then yeah once they've got to like a, the top of a stick or a blade of grass they'll grab on with their with their jaws and yeah then the, again the same sort of process will happen as with the um the 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 moths the, the fungus will basically to consume their whole body shoot up a little spike from their the back of the back of their heads or the back of their bodies and then yeah spray the spores over the over the other ants around and yeah carry on for the for the next generation when it shoots the uh the, the spore that sorry the 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 the, the fruiting body of the the fungus that we I don't know how to describe it like that. Um, it's almost like a it's like a globe on a stalk, isn't it? It's it's like a ball. Mm-hmm. Like a is that is the ant dead at that point, or is it yeah, close yeah. to dead? Um, yeah, by that stage, um, yeah, basically the, the 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 fungus needs to build that from some sort of material, and all of that basically yeah. comes from the ant. So it'll break down the tissues of the of of the body and use that to build that little little spike that that comes out the top. So uh, yeah, the ant's long long dead by then. 
and the the zombie sorry the 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 fungus consumes the ant yeah yeah it'll it'll it's got yeah enzymes that break down the body and um yeah sort of turn it into sort of fungal tissue lovely <laughs> you've got to admire these fungus the, the, these these um fungus the the it, it is incredible it's kind of fascinating and scary and a bit creepy mm. at the same time and you know you've got this mix of emotions but um it is just deeply fascinating do they use insects because they're cold-blooded and fungus tends to like cooler temperatures to survive is that one of the reasons insects are used instead of mammals in or how can you, can you explain how it works. I mean, that, that's possibly one of the reasons as well. I mean, also their um, their sort of bodies are quite similar. They so they contain like the the ants' exoskeletons made out of chitin, and that's the same same fun, same material that um, that fungi use to make make their cell walls. So that it's quite easy for them to digest. Um, I mean, there are there are fungi that do do affect mammals. So the various you know ringworm and things like that yeah. that you can that you can get, but it tends not to. Um, uh, yeah, it tends to be a little bit more difficult. So yeah, mammals do have the the defence of, sort of raising the body temperature and kind of fighting fighting the fungus off that way. So it's a little less um, likely to be a, be a parasite in that way. As cordyceps, it, it does seem to have specifically. It it does seem to be targeted against insects. Is that right? And in terms of its parasitic preferences. Yeah, uh, and there, there are there are a few interesting cases. So, for example, there is uh, a type of cordyceps that affects um, cicadas, and um, they burrow, burrow under the ground. And one of the species, some of the species, have hopped over from cicadas to truffles that also live underground because they just happen to live kind of right close to each other they've they've sort of swapped over and and started to parasitize another fungus rather than a, an insect um so yeah you can sometimes see these like yeah they're called the truffle clubs and these, these yeah, little like drumstick things that come out come out of the soil and yeah rather than being on an insect there's a little like globular fungus on the underground that they they live off of and most of the cordyceps lives in Asia, like Southeast Asia countries, warm tropical climates. Yeah, I mean it's like like the case with a lot of different species. Yeah, as you go further south into the rainforests and things, you just get way more diversity. Um, yeah, there's there's like yeah for every sort of one one species in in Europe, there's yeah hundreds if not or not thousands. Yeah, in the in the in the rainforests and um, yeah, the, the classical Chinese one uh, is from sort of Tibet, so that's more like the the higher altitude higher altitude areas but yeah i think we we basically get like what one common species in britain um that's called the yeah the, the caterpillar club fungus which is cordyceps militaris so it's a little little orangey red um thing that comes up above uh above the soil um uh but yeah and, and, and but if you go to other countries you get a much greater diversity so we, there is actually a, a cordyceps in the uk native to yeah. the uk yeah, I've only found it a couple of times. It's uh, it's quite difficult to spot, particularly if you if it's uh, you know hidden by blades of grass and things like that. But yeah, I've have seen it a few times, and uh, yeah, it's an it's amazing thing to amazing amazing thing to spot. Uh, going back to how the um that the fungus controls the mind of the host, do we still? not understand how that works do we, do we know how it works or are we just taking guesses how we think it works 
Um, I think uh, I'm not sure it's been it's been worked out for the ants, but um, there's been research on the the cicadas, um, and they found that it that they release um, kind of. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, sort of hallucinogenic type chemicals, and also like almost like uh, sort of amphetamine like chemicals as well. So they 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 sort of uh, the, these affect the the behaviour of the of the of the insects just by chemical means as well. Um, and there there's also um, uh, fungi that affect flies. Uh, you'll find you'll find these in, these in Britain as well. You'll you'll sometimes see that the flies hanging from a, a leaf or something like that, and they they've got these kind of white white spores all over their their body uh, and they actually release uh chemicals that are a bit like the pheromones of the flies so that attracts like male flies to try and mate with these these female flies oh. and then you know, spread the spores, <laughs> spores onto them so yeah it's uh, it's, it's it's pretty grim <laughs> there's something about a you know a parasite that's just creepy <laughs> and the yeah, way yeah. They, they they get into your body and the you know the various means that they just live off you it's it's just so unwholesome but at the same time kind of fascinating and, and mm, definitely yeah <laughs> intriguing yeah, you try to think, imagine how all these things evolved, and yeah, the, the complexity of like, yeah, actually, yeah, how did this happen? It, it's it's really extraordinary when you think about it. It is, and I think that's 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 what fascinates me, and that's what drew me to. Um, um, I didn't know of cordyceps. I knew of parasitic fungus first, and I knew about how it controls insects and it and it makes them do um, things against their nature. So they go, they climb these leaves, they do the death grip, and then they like you say they fruit and release the spores and the cycle begins again it, it, it's it's incredible and i know it happens with the carpenter ants i think that's a, a mm. one of the ants that are particularly affected by it um how long does the life cycle of the the fungus particularly cordyceps last uh, so normally it would be like um an annual one an annual cycle so the the um the the moths that it, they feed on um they would um because they're quite high altitude, they'd overwinter um, underground, um, then sort of pupate underground, and then then hatch in the spring. And the caterpillars would yeah eat the grass and uh, um, yeah get infected by the get infected by the spores, and then uh, um, and not all sorry, not all. Um, I mean, most of the hosts die, I assume, in most cases. But there are other examples where the uh, fungus coexists with the host. Yeah, I mean there, there are um, there are plenty of sort of beneficial fungi. So um, in a lot of, um, for, say for example, um, beetles, a lot of the wood boring beetles, they actually have um, uh, they use the fungi to degrade the wood because they don't actually can't digest the wood themselves. They don't have the right enzymes in their guts, so they'll basically like infect a tree with the fungi, let the fungi eat the wood, then they'll eat the fungi, um, and because of that, they'll even so that the females when they they, they go to a new uh, new tree they'll have like a special kind of pocket on their body sometimes on their head where they'll like put some fungus and that'll be their little inoculum of fungus and then when they go to the tree they'll release it into the into uh, the wood and yeah it'll it'll um it'll eat the eat the eat, eat the wood for them so essentially they're using the fungus as a tool to degrade yeah, yeah. the, the food stuff so it's ready to digest mm. that, that's really clever that's kind of like turning the tables on the fungus isn't it it's not eating them they're using it to for food 
Um, just uh, and, and, and even some of the ants said, yeah, the, the, there's the leaf cutter ants as well, mm. and they'll, uh, yeah, have these amazing, amazing sort of fungus gardens inside their nests that they'll, they, so they collect leaves, chop them up and grind them up, feed them to the fungus, and, yeah, and then they'll eat the fungus. It, it is a complex relationship, isn't it? Because fungus does so many good things. I mean, we mm. have fungus inside us, you know, doing various um things in our body digestion is one of them mm -hmm. and like you say insects use fungus to um turn the things they collect into food to to feed themselves to, to feed their the larvae um it, it is is it is fair to say that it's also very useful isn't it fungus it, it is essential for for life in lots of ways yeah definitely i mean just just in terms of yeah, the, the the ability to say break down wood. Um, yeah, without that, yeah, we'd just be be knee deep in uh, in dead trees. And uh, yeah, because uh, because wood is such a a tough and complex molecule, that um, yeah, it's really difficult to break down. So fungi are really the only thing that kind of break it down on on any any large scale. So if if you look at like the whole kind of functioning of ecosystems and things like that, they're really a a key part of that. And fungus has been around for, for millions of years. I mean, probably since, you know, there was life on the planet, it, it's always been there, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the earliest kind of dates are yeah back when everything was sort of single-celled organisms in the in the oceans before really any complex life. There were there were fungi around. Um, so yeah, into if yeah if you look look back, sort of they they're they're related. They're, they're quite closely related to us. So sort of if you look at the the tree of life, kind of fungi are the next kind of branch along from the animals. Um, if you look back in time, so um, that that's. Yeah, that's why there are these sort of say the chemical similarities between um uh, yeah, insects and, and fungi um and also one of the reasons why fungi is such a good food for us because they're they're kind of they're they're a bit more digestible than plants they're not quite as kind of tough and uh, um get yeah, all the cellulose and things that plants have so they're a bit, bit more like us and so they're, they're kind of part of the way towards being like a meat <laughs> i i read that um about how mushrooms are almost like flesh the the kind of structure that the, the the texture of them is very similar to um uh, chicken everyone always says everything's like chicken but i know you get chicken of the woods which is type of mushroom mm, that you find mm. in the uk um yeah. see i've heard that what 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 drew you to fungus what what's the appeal to you well um it's an interesting one isn't it um so that yeah I mean, the, the first thing uh, i remember was just looking through um kind of books on with paintings of fungi in them so you know like your sort of nature guides and things like that and i remember seeing like this drawing of an earth star and like it's so it's got this kind of globe in the middle and then these amazing rays that kind of open out and yeah they drew this little like puff of spores coming out of the middle and it's like wow that's that's a crazy thing i, I, I sort of couldn't couldn't wrap my head around it, it was such a sort of unusual looking object it's like i want to find one of these and then i didn't until many years later but it's like that kind of kind of sparked some something as well and yeah and then just just looking through other books and then yeah seeing, seeing all these amazing different colors and shapes and things like that it's like wow these these are these are cool i want to want to find out what they are and kind of uh yeah find out more about them Maybe this is a stupid question. Do you get fungus on the sea floor, like deep in the ocean? Have they ever found anything on the seabed? Like really far yeah. down? 
um so there there are there are lots of like yeah fungi in the sea but they tend to be um yeah not very visible they don't don't really form the same kind of fruiting bodies as as fungi do on land um so they they would they would sort of in, infect like algae and seaweeds and things like that some of them are kind of symbionts of seaweeds as well so they kind of live inside them and yeah an awful lot yeah just uh, again break down organic matter so um things fish and things that die and fall to the seafloor the, the fungi sort of uh, play a role in kind of breaking those down as well they're vital to the ecosystems aren't they without fungus oh, we just wouldn't exist we wouldn't be here oh yeah for sure Lucas, that's brilliant. I appreciate it. Um, I know we've only touched upon a few few <laughs> of the topics of fungus, but it is such a complicated field, isn't it? Mm, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, all, they're discovering so much more now. I mean, particularly, say, with, you know, the, the advances in DNA sequencing, they're sort of working out like, um, yeah, what how the, how the different fungi are related to each other, which has been very difficult before because, um, yeah, basically a lot of fungi look very similar to each other. Um, so, yeah, without the DNA, it can be very difficult to kind of work out how they're related to each other and, um and yeah, and just working out the, the the kind of intricacies of the the things like the the way that they you know the, the fungi attract the, the those fly fly infecting fungi attract the the flies to them and things like that. So yeah, there's a it's really a kind of kind of golden age of of discovery of like new species and kind of information about fungi at the moment. Thank you, Lucas. It's been fascinating talking to you. Take care. Great. All right. Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs>